Long-term recovery takes time, but you're not in this alone. My name is Tamar, and I'm here to walk this journey beside you. Come and take a guided tour as we gain a deeper understanding of our behavior, the mind, and our spirit. Each week on the Your Sober Now What podcast, you'll hear real stories of transformation, science-based relapse prevention strategies, and steps that you can take to enhance your life so you can achieve long-term sobriety. Thank you for being here and let's get into the episode. Welcome to the You're Sober Now What podcast. My name is Tamar, your host, and I am so excited that you're here. First off, this is episode 200. You know, I didn't even, I didn't even know if I could go the long haul when I started this podcasting journey and you know, with this rebrand of the You're Sober Now What podcast, I thought, you know, how appropriate to start it off with episode 200. And it has been such an incredible journey. But of course, as I continue on down this path of self-awareness and self-exploration, I realized that I wanted to make another shift. And My area that I really want to focus on is that, you know, you get sober and the excitement's gone. Now what? Right? Because I experienced that in my first year of recovery. I remember being in that, you know, what they call that uh, pink cloud. I experienced that because I was newly single. I was making new friends. And, you know, it it was the summer when I got sober. And, but eventually that cloud popped and life came back, right? Uh, There was not as much recognition as there was that first year because that first year, I mean, I think every day counts in general, but especially that first year, right? Getting to the, you know, one day, one week, 30 days and, and so on. But after that year, that's when the work really, really started. I mean, I did a lot of digging into what I had done, my past, how to clean that up and learning how to help others in that first year. But in the second year, it was like, okay, now it's time to get serious. It's time to figure out what I want to do with my life and just really get my life heading in the direction that I'm going to feel more fulfilled and, you know, experience a lot more joy in my life. You know, unfortunately, a lot of people fall off in that first year. And the longer that you stay clean and sober for, the smaller your circle gets, right? All these people that I came into recovery with, a lot of them aren't here anymore. And it's a sad reality. And I think that is part of what really drove me to do what I do today is using science-based programs to help really get a deeper understanding of why we behave the way we do and how we can literally rewire our brain because I'm passionate about helping people end the relapse cycle. Relapse is not a part of my story yet and I say that because I know that when I stop building that foundation that you know anything can happen right? I, I, and I don't want to put myself in that position. And I think by, you know, deciding to, you know, embark on this entrepreneur journey of helping other people, especially focused on helping people find out what their now what is, right? And that's why I came up with the name You're Sober Now What, because 
you know, I see a lot of people, that excitement, right? You see it on social media all the time. They're pumped to be sober. And then all of a sudden you don't hear from them for a while and they pop back up. And unfortunately, you know, that cycle continues. And so I just want to be a bigger part of helping people understand what they can do to prevent relapse because there's the foundation, right? You gotta, it's like building a house. I mean, you build that foundation, you build the walls, you make sure it's solid, but over time you need to continue to do upgrades and renovation. Well, I look at that in the same way with my sobriety is that early on I did a ton of work. I learned a lot about myself. I cried more than I did my entire life. And, you know, that kind of, that got the ball rolling, that got the foundation started. But as I've continued on in this journey and I'm, you know, uh, as I record this, I'm coming up to a decade of sobriety now, I have to continue to do those upgrades. I have to continue to learn more about myself. You know, it's like, um, I heard somebody say recently, it's like an onion field, right? As soon as you are done unpeeling one, you start on the next onion. And that's exactly what I feel like. And so, the purpose of the show is to really take you, the listener, through this journey with me because let's be honest, recovery is messy, right? Anybody says who says that this is a perfect journey, uh, you know, from A to B, uh, is probably not being 100% honest with you or themselves. It is really messy. I mean, just when I think that I'm making great strides forward, I can lunge back, right? And just do things without thinking. And this happens often. Now, not as often as it did in early recovery. So thank God for that. But it still does happen. And so what I want to do is really help people understand, you know, why they do what they do, how they can change it and share things that I'm going through, you know, experiences I'm having in that moment. And you know, stuff that I'm trying out and you know what, maybe some of it will work, maybe some won't, but I think that being open and honest and authentic about our journey, it can help, you know, if I make mistakes and I share about it, then maybe you won't make the same mistakes. I mean, I know it was suggested, a lot of things were suggested to me in early recovery and there were times where I thought I knew better and I found out very quickly that I didn't. Um, but you know, those times when I actually took the suggestion of women who had done this before me, a life turned out pretty good, I have to say. When it comes to building long-term recovery, here are some of the things I realized is number one, we have to take a look at our patterns, right? What are the things that we continue to do and expect different results? So I think that, you know, when you write out your life story and actually share that with someone or kind of really dig into it, you'll start to see the patterns and just the things that you do all the time that maybe you're not even aware of. The second thing was developing a belief in a higher power. You know, I I remember when I came into recovery, looking at that three-letter word, God, I was like, ah, are you kidding me? This is a cult, um, you know, and I'm so grateful that I was more scared of going back out than I was at exploring what that could look like for me. And one of my mentors early on had said, you know, stop, stop, you know, believing what you think you need to believe, right? Or wanting to believe what you think you need to believe and start writing out what a higher power looks like for you. And I'm glad I had that because I know that 
there's a lot of people that come into 12-step recovery or whatever whatever path you decide to choose and that really turns them off and you know maybe sometimes those people are not ready for it because when I actually got to create what my God or higher power looked like that made sense to me. I think another part of being able to create that long-term recovery is always being able to own my part in things. You know, when I mess up, which I do often still, is being able to take responsibility for my actions. And, you know, I think it, it has helped me a lot to have women in my life that are not afraid to call me out on things. You know, I have learned to express my ideas now and verbalize them before I take action on all of them. And, you know, especially the really big ones, the the ones that I know I'm just doing because maybe I'm acting out of fear or pure excitement in that moment. I know what kind of choices or decisions I should probably run by other people. And so I've made sure to surround myself with women that won't co-sign my BS, right? They will call me out. They're not afraid to. But those same women are also my biggest cheerleaders, right? They're the ones that are there cheering me on, um, you know, encouraging me to shine. And that's something that I want to say to you is that don't be afraid to shine. You know, in my early recovery, I think I was a little bit afraid to shine. There was still that stigma uh, when it came to addiction and, you know, that humility aspect of recovery. But you can shine and still be humble, right? I mean, you know, what a gift that we get being able to, you know, get our lives back and start to create these new and wonderful lives. But we also have an opportunity to help others do the same. And when I learned that helping other people could actually keep me sober, I thought, no way, like that's not possible. But I can tell you that when I started to work with other people, seeing the light go on in their eye, it really enhanced my own sobriety. And I'm like, okay, I get this now. And it's why I'm so grateful I get to do what I do today is because I get to help people find their now what, right? So if you're sitting here and you're you're sober and life is kind of, you know, because it's, it's definitely not a straight line. It has its highs and lows. But if you're kind of having that low and you're thinking, you know, what next? Like, what could I do with my life? I encourage you to visit my website and book a call with me. Uh, they're absolutely free. And I would love to chat and really help you discover that. The last thing that I want to touch on is community. I see so many people, especially on social media, try to do this thing alone. And I can tell you that had I tried to get sober alone, uh, I wouldn't be sober today. You know, I have built the support network around me and I continue to do that. I think that, you know, I've talked about it before on the podcast, but being a podcaster and having this, you know, online world now, you get to meet incredible people in recovery and some of them, you know, have become my closest friends, which is amazing. But I've I've started to meet more and more women who really want that sense of community and they want to create that space. And so uh, my friend uh, Lane Kennedy has created the Connected Calm Life. You have heard her on the podcast before. If you've listened, you will hear a lot more of her coming up. But she has created the Connected Calm Life community, which is a private space for women who have 
declared that they want their best life while being alcohol free. So there's meditation, mindfulness, neuroscience, and astrology. And those are the tools that we use to thrive. So the Connected Calm Life will also help you learn the skill sets that are needed in a stressful world, right? People who are overcommitted, it's it's crazy out there right now. And so if you're interested and you're a woman in recovery, come check it out. We have um, weekly uh, connected, calm and sober gatherings. There's three per week. We have monthly events where we focus on specific topics within the community. But this is just a safe space for you to really learn how to thrive in your recovery. So make sure you come check that out. You can find us at members.connectedcalmlife.com. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Your Sober Now What podcast. And if you know anybody that this podcast would benefit, make sure you share it out. I'll see you next time.